today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. Uh, Keenan Loomis is here right now, President and CEO of the Hamilton Chamber of Commerce. Welcome back. I know that you're in the most daring winter storm that we had, the, probably the most tenuous, the last 10 years or so. And you you were down in the sunny south. Yeah, we felt very fortunate that we missed Your it. Your timing is impeccable. <laughs> I know, when we booked the trip uh, over Christmas, so uh, yes, it was impeccable. Anyway, welcome back. Good Thank to have you. you back here. You're here just in time, by the way. Uh, there's uh, something about an LRT discussion that's going on next week at City Council, by the way. I didn't know if you were aware of that. Oh, really? Thank you uh, for bringing me up I want to bring you back up to speed. I, I know when you go that. away for a few days, you <laughs> tend to lose track of yeah. things. I want to talk to you about that in a minute, but first of all, give me a, a, your thumbnail sketch, a quick read on what happened to the budget yesterday. Yeah, well, so just in reading some of the analyses of the budget and uh, from the OCC and the CCC as well, um, I think that there's a, a number of really good points that we were we were happy with. Um, certainly on uh, trade-enabling infrastructure, which is something that uh, we've been advocating for as the uh, Hamilton Chamber of Commerce uh, for a long time, both uh, provincially and federally. Um, there's a lot more spelled out in the agenda on that, um, as well in the innovation agenda. I was really pleased to see um, more meat put on the bones there, and I think that uh, there's a really good opportunity for Hamilton to be re- receiving some of that money. And then uh, finally, related to some of the things we're going to be talking about um, uh, later on, is that uh, you know the, the federal government laid out that it's going to invest uh, $20.1 billion over the next 11 years um, in uh, for transit uh, for cities, uh, working with the provinces and the territories to to find um, the right uh, the right allocation based on ridership and, and population. And so, you know, I think I think that's really important to understand as we talk about transit and the investments we we make right now. Um, the greater the ridership we're going to have going forward, and the, and the greater the investments in transit, the more money we're going to be able to uh, get from the federal government. I, I wish they hadn't touched the uh, ridership subsidy, though. Uh, you know, because ridership is down uh, right across the country right now, and that's an incentive, I think, to to push people towards public transit. And uh, I, I hope that doesn't come back to well, it won't bite them; it'll bite us because we're the ones that will suffer as a result because we aren't going to get the funding for it. Anyway, th- those details will come out later on. Let's let's get into this issue, and 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 maybe we'll start it off by talking about the letter that was uh, delivered to City Council to the mayor and the city councilors yesterday. Uh, with uh, a number of uh, important and, and I, I think, very influential uh, businesses and institutions in the city have uh, come on side here. Yeah, it's it's pretty remarkable and pretty unprecedented, actually. I, I don't know, I, I, you know, I haven't been here nearly as long as you have, but I can't imagine that there's ever been a time um, in Hamilton's history where the, the key anchor institutions have coordinated like this um, and made a statement uh, this important and uh, this loudly. Um, we have been, as you know, the, the quality of leadership at all of the anchor institutions right now in Hamilton is is second to none. Um, we have great people at all of these really great and important, um, really they're the biggest employers in, in town. Um, and we have been, over the last couple of years, um, coming together on a quarterly basis uh, to talk about ways in which we can coordinate because, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, overlapping agendas. When we talk about community hubs, for example, um, and the need to, to coordinate between the school boards and the hospitals and the, and the uh, institutions of higher learning and all of that, um, it's really important that we have these types of meetings. And it's also uh, a really great forum for us to discuss the, the big issues of the day. And, of course, LRT is, is the biggest one. So it's uh, something that we've been talking about as anchor institutions, and we've been able to realize that, you know, we're all really, really invested in uh, the success of 
not only Hamilton, but obviously our, our transit system, um, and in the overall 25-year transit strategy. Um, whether it com- uh, when we're whether we're talking about you know the economic benefits uh, that it will bring, whether we talk about the health benefits that it would bring, um, the increased connectivity as well for uh, the populations that uh, the institutions serve, um, we all realize that uh, LRT is really important to us and the entire Blast network. So it was it was important at this point in time. Um, as you said, there is a, a big meeting coming up on, on Tuesday. It was important for us to make a statement that this is really, really important for the future of the city. Now, I know you're just back into town, but uh, I'm, I'm just looking at this list here. Uh, you, of course, the Hamilton uh, Chamber of Commerce uh, are, are in here, ArcelorMittal DeFasco, Hamilton Health Sciences, uh, both major school boards, the uh, public and the, uh, the separate school board are involved in here, and a number of other ones. Uh, you, you realize that uh, one counselor is actually suggested that the people that are driving the LRT file right now are a, a small but vocal group of elitists. Uh, this is a pretty impressive list of elitists. Yeah, I mean, certainly for me, I, I look at these people, I, I know them all very well. Um, I think highly of them all. Um, they're all great leaders. And, and for me, if you're not listening to these people, I don't know who, why you're serving in leadership in this community. Because um, Well, what it does is I, I think it, it, it addresses the concern that the councilor had made that it's just a bunch of people from downtown that are driving this right now that want to see this happen, and there's not a whole lot of interest. Uh, when you see the boards of education getting together on this, uh, and you see the Hamilton Health Sciences you're getting together on this, the Chamber of Commerce, which represents and is the voice of business, and especially small business, right. I think it puts a different light on, on, the, on the, the support that's there for the project. Yeah, I, I would expect that it should. Um, I don't, you know, I, I, I tweeted yesterday, I don't think a statement like this should be necessary, but it... But obviously it is, and I think it's really important. I think this is, um, like I said, pretty remarkable that uh, these institutions came together um, to uh, to talk about this. And, you know, some of the criticism, well, you know, none of these institutions pay tax. Well, you know, ArcelorMittal certainly does, and, and we represent a 1,000 uh, private uh, sector um, in- interests that yeah, do pay taxes well. And how many people are well. they employed? But they employ more tens of thousands of people in this city, and they serve tens of thousands of more people. And how in do those city. people get to those jobs, Keenan? Hmm, I don't Public know. Public transit, maybe a lot of them. Yes, certainly that would be uh, that would be. Uh, that's that's uh, a very specious argument to say. Well, some of them don't pay taxes. Well, it, it's, it's not by their choice. This is not Donald Trump. I mean, the Hamilton Health Sciences don't pay taxes because the provincial law says they don't have to. So, but they do get and the city does get payments in lieu for that as well. So, right. th- th- let's let's be clear on that, okay? Yeah, and what I've always said is, you know, look at the the median salaries of uh, many of these institutions as well, and and those those drive the economy as well. And and we know that the the Hamilton economy has obviously evolved over the last number of decades, and this is the reality of the situation. Um, but it's also why we're the the most balanced uh, economy in the entire uh, country. So I, I think that you know it's a good thing that we have these incredible, um, large, uh, and and very important institutions uh, here in the city. They are helping drive the economy, and it's important uh, for them to step up, and they have in this regard. And I think people need to listen. I had a discussion on the show well, the week you were gone with um, Ryan McGreal from Raise the Hammer, and it was about c- civility in in public discourse and in debate. And uh, <laughs> for somebody to look at this letter and to simply dismiss it and say, well, some of them don't even pay taxes, I think just underscores my point. Right. That, that, in other words, I don't agree with this, so I have to I have to denigrate the people that wrote this. 
And, and that's one of the major problems we're having right now. You know, the answer should have been, the answer should have been, well, thank you very much for your input. I'm glad that you're engaged in the process. I don't necessarily agree with you, but that'll certainly be part of our discussion and part of our, our, our negotiations as we go forward. Instead of simply saying, well, that's small-minded, and we don't need that here in Hamilton. Well, as we know, there's a certain anti-intellectualism right now that's uh, kind of in fashion across the globe, and uh, obviously we're not immune to that. But uh, I think, again, it was important for these voices to uh, to speak up, and they have. And, and like I said, I... I I think it would be uh, really difficult for anybody in a position of leadership not to notice and not to pay attention to this. Uh, one of my favorite TV shows, which is no longer on, was The Newsroom. Uh, and you know, I remember that speech that, that uh, he gave in the uh, college uh, university, which says, you know, we used to, we used to celebrate intelligence, not, not denigrate it. And we're starting to get to that point here, in the, in the, in not just here in Hamilton, but in the political realm altogether. And maybe that's one of the reasons why we're spinning our wheels on this, which begs, uh, coincides nicely with the next question. I'm going to ask you, mm-hmm. why is this letter necessary? Well, I uh, at the um, last time that uh, LRT was on the agenda at council, um, they decided that we apparently uh, haven't talked about LRT enough and, and have decided that we're going to add an extra uh, meeting each month to talk uh, entirely about LRT. Um, and the way things are shaping up for Tuesday, I, I think, you know, it, it's it's going to be another long, exhausting day. And, and, and I think it's it could be uh, embarrassing as well. And I think, it, again, important for um, the the voices of, of real leader, leadership in this community to bring the temperature down and, and to to really keep us focused on, on what matters most for this community. And that's about creating a, a great transit system. We know that our transit system is terrible. It really is. And great cities have great transit. So we can't be a great city if we're not going to invest in transit. As, uh, as we've said, um, a lot of the federal funding that's expected uh, relies upon us to, uh, to make these investments. We can't serve these anchor institutions. We can't serve the business uh, community well if we don't invest in transit. And so that's what I'm hoping that, uh, that we're able to, um, to keep focused on. There, the, the big issue is going to be the environmental assessment. That's going to be the big thing. Um, on the agenda, we're also there to um, to talk about the Bay Street stop, um, but uh, the the big matter on the agenda is, is the update of the EA, which has already been approved by council in, in 2011. Um, these are nothing really uh, new or surprising is on the agenda uh, for Tuesday, and we would expect. Um, if all things go right, uh, that it would just be kind of a, a pro forma, um, uh, you know, uh, meeting and uh, and uh, vote on the EA, um, and we can get going on um, this project. This is a really critical step, and I and I fear that some people are seeing this as as maybe an opportunity uh, to continue to uh, undermine and, and sabotage the project. And this is the, this is why the vote is so important. And and by the way, they don't even have to vote on the EA; they already did. Yeah, this is really. Div- vote to send it to uh, to Queen's Park so that they can do their assessment on the EA themselves. So this is this is really a paper transaction. This is protocol. It, it, this is not an up or down. And anybody who doesn't support that at that stage, they're telling me that, that they've got other ulterior motives here. That, 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 uh, they're somewhat redundant there, wasn't they? But the reality here is that this should be just a slam dunk. Yeah, okay, send it off to Queen's Park. Anybody that can't, that can't get their head around that on council is clearly somebody that wants to try to subvert this process and subvert this project. And I think we have to hold those people accountable. 
Yeah, we have to understand that in the agreement that uh, council has already uh, signed with Metrolinx, uh, they have a, a duty of good faith uh, to make sure that this project gets done and, and gets done on time and, and on budget. And so um, their approval for this EA would be within that uh, that duty of good faith. So I, I would expect that there should be no delays, As, again, especially because there are no surprises and, and it is just an update of the, uh, the 2011 EA, which is already, again, past council. Are you concerned the council's backsliding on this project? I well, I don't think we ever expected this to be easy. You know, and and, and great and necessary changes aren't uh, easy. And so, of course, we knew that there would be challenges uh, along the way. I am concerned, um, and I I don't know what it is. I don't I don't know if it's cluelessness. I don't know if it's sabotage or, or cowardice. Um, but this is certainly not leadership. And uh, yeah, I, I would expect that, uh, um, again, good people would, would listen to uh, the other uh, good people uh, and great leaders in this community that are speaking up and, and understanding just how important this is to uh, this entire community. I mean, there are times as elected officials, I know that and here we go again with this telephone thing, and I don't want to get too wrapped up in that. I've already been pretty vocal about how silly, how wasteful I think it is to actually get a survey done. Uh, we already know that where the support is and where the non-support is uh, on council, as a matter of fact, as well as in the community, we get that. There is never going to be unanimity on a major project like this. There wasn't on the expressway, there certainly wasn't on the stadium, and there won't be on the LRT project. I get that. But at the same time, uh, and and you know, and I've had a number of people, Keenan, that have called on this show and said, "Well, I just don't like." It. I said, "Okay, I respect your opinion. I don't agree with you, but I, you have the right to be, you know, disagree and 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 be in opposition to that. I I get that, but the sixteen people around that that horseshoe at City Hall, they have a responsibility not just to listen but to lead, and that's a big difference. You can sit there and just say, "Well, I've got a bunch of people that don't want. I, that, we didn't pay you to listen. We paid you to lead. That's your job." Yeah. What, if, if listening is part of the process, but at the end of the day, you got to lead. And they're not doing that. We're not getting that from all 16 people. Well, I always go back to uh, Tom Murphy, the former mayor of Pittsburgh, um, who's come to Hamilton a number of times, and I've kept in touch with him, and we've become good friends. And uh, the one uh, piece of advice he, I always remember him saying is that you can either be po- popular or you can be effective. Um, and I think this is in one of those cases, regardless of what any survey um, is able to, to generate, um, you know, in, in this case, you've got your major stakeholders uh, recommending this. You've got experts recommending this. You've got, you've got a funder, a financier who's willing to uh, inject a billion dollars uh, into the heart of, of our uh, economic engine, our cultural engine. Um, you've got your, your CEO recommending this. You've got your CAO recommending this. Uh, and this is one case in which you have to put your board hat on and not your ward hat. And if you're not operating, if you turn this down, I think you would be opening yourself up to certainly to uh, misfeasance as a board member. And I think you would be breaching the, the duty of good faith that you've already agreed to. And it's, I get the people that are going to be critical of this and say, well, you know, there are weaknesses in this. It's not all it's propped up to be. It's not a silver bullet that's going to cure all the ills. And the reason why it's not, because there is no such thing as a silver bullet for any city that's going to clear, cure every, but it's a building block and it's a major building block in, in what we want to see our city become in the future. I, I can't understand why they're vacillating the way they are on this. And, uh, you know, there's a core group here that are strongly supportive of this. Uh, I, I can tell you right now, Councillor Collins and Councillor Skelly are opposed to this. That's their right as councillors. But it's time for the others to stand up and be counted. 
It is time, it, and it is time for them to lead. And 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 like I said, they're they're already locked in. You know, we've already we've been over this. How many times? Fifty-two votes has it been? You know, and 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 again, this is necessary change. It's it's big change, so it's it's not going to be easy. But I think that if we all, we don't have to look any further than what's going on in KW now. They're done with their project. Um, they almost have trains running, um, and certainly uh, the the lessons that we're seeing from that. Um, the impact to the businesses, and then of course the the development that it's unlocked. All of those those answers, they're right there. They're right in front of us. And the lessons from that community and from so many other communities that have implemented LRT is not to not do this. The lesson is that this is absolutely important. And it, and certainly if we're going to compete as a community um, within Ontario and and beyond. You know, we we have to make sure that we're keeping up with KW. They're they're doing an amazing job of of growing a community out of something that was really like you know that was a, a farming community not too long ago, and uh, they're now the economic engine uh, within uh, within Ontario. Um, and obviously, we have a really great opportunity to to join them and and Toronto in this whole Tech North uh, innovation triangle. Uh, but we really we have to be ambitious and. I think, you know, basically the whole reason why the the anchor institution leaders came together, not only does it really make a a, a big difference economically and and for the delivery of their services to, um, you know, their employees and and to the tens of thousands of people uh, that they serve. But this is really about what type of city do we want to be? Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.